from $20,000 in debt to $90 million in revenue in just five years, they created a movement that disrupted their industry. Let's talk about MVMT movement. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Sean Azar here. I'm with Matt Skopak. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Deep Dive into Businesses, Episode 11, where we take businesses like MVMT and dive into their marketing and business strategies such that you can take away some of these strategies and then implement them into your business. Uh, love this company. They got acquired, I believe, in 2017 or 2018. 2018, October, for almost a total of $200 million acquisition. Wow. They started their company in 2013. Yes. Right? Where did they start? Give uh, a little context, maybe, just the, a little bit. Yeah, no, so Jay Kassan and I believe it's Kramer LaPlante is how you pronounce it. Um, there are serial entrepreneurs. They started a couple businesses before, but they worked together, dropped out of college, and started basically a watch company, MVMT, that right here, fashionable watches for a valuable price and a direct-to-consumer model. But they basically said to each other, hey, we like watches. Right now, we don't have a lot of money, so we want to make a fashionable, minimalistic minimalistic style style. uh, watch for, and it was unisex. Actually, originally, it was 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 targeted for men. Um, Now it's, uh, obviously, they scaled with uh, women as well. They also created products such as sunglasses and so forth, such that they could be upselling those type of products. Uh, This company actually shocks me in the fact that watches Cheap, affordable watches always existed. It does. But it Safe shows up. you how yeah. brands, how building a brand can really, really like uh, create a whole new market for you. And that's what they, they built a strong community and so forth. But let's actually dive into some of the marketing and business strategies. Uh, you want to take number one? Let's go. So we're going to the first one. Create a kick-ass referral program. And this is something that MVMT uh, took pride in. And what they basically did is when you're exiting or you're at checkout, they give you a $15 credit um, for yourself if you refer someone, and then they also send that $15 credit to the person, the refer, the referral that they can use. And it seems simple, but this is something that worked very, very well for them. We talked about this with other companies and other podcasts that your friends and people that you associate with are very similar to you as well. So this is a great way to uh, target customers that would be a good fit for your company. So at, at the end of the day, it's all about word of mouth, right? Of mouth, and yep. the people that are buying your, custom, your your products or services, they're the best people that are going to vouch for your products, exactly. right? And the way to l- reduce your uh, CPA, your cost per acquisition, is yep. you know getting your existing customers to refer your product and then giving them an incentive. They want to be part of a brand. They want to feel like they're part of something. And if you're giving that incentive, whatever, it's $10 off, $15 off, yep. for them and also for the customer that they're referring to is huge. Yeah, so I mean, how many times it's happened to me? So many times that Sean's either like, or I'm like, hey, I just just got this great new watch. Like, it's really fashionable. You gotta check them out. And then I go check them out, see it, I like it, and then I buy it myself. How much is that to? How much did they pay? That company pay to acquire me? Zero dollars. Think about all the companies that have done that really successfully, right? When Uber came out, um, Lyft then I think right after it came out, right? Yep. To in order to compete. They came up with a, a referral, referral program, program yep. where, hey, you use Lyft, you refer your friends, you get your other free ride or $5 off or $10 off, whatever whatever it was. I believe you got free rides yes. up to a certain point. Um, I could be wrong, but it's something like that. So people will join Lyft, 
get people on the app and then refer people uh, to the app using their code. Yeah. Again, with the, uh, the companies that we work for, I see it all the time. We talked about Casper doing this really well. Yep. They they give $75 Amazon gift card for every time um, they refer, they're the, the the person that they're referring purchased an actual mattress. Yep. Uh, Freshly did this yep. as well, get $40 it's, off. It's used in through, it's not only e-commerce too, it can be used in everywhere. any business. Restaurants, um, Uber uses it, or e-commerce businesses. So think outside the box and this is a great strategy that you can implement to drive sales and cut your marketing costs. Number two is producing high quality lifestyle images. That's what sells. Movement does, you'll see a lot of their images Either you see other people wearing their watches, their accessories, in lifestyle type of beautiful shots. It makes it easier for the consumer, especially when it, when it comes to watches or sunglasses and so forth, to visualize that product on their body, on their face, on their, on, well, that's for sunglasses, yep. on their arm and so forth. So, wrist, yeah. you know, a lot of companies still are just producing or just showcasing just a product, like a white, on a white silhouette background. Yeah. And it's just not, it's not appealing. Over. Those days are over. And again, you're trying to sell a watch here. So try to find ways that you could uh, create lifestyle images. Either do you got to schedule a shoot, yep. or you could also set up what they did really well as well, is they set up a shop IG feed, yeah, you said right? That. So consumers could actually submit a photo. Um, you know, you're seeing what people are wearing and so forth. And when, when you click on the shop IG feed, you click on, let's say, a, some look that you like, you click on it, you'll now then see the products that they're wearing. It could be a jewelry, it could be the watch, and then you click really easily yep. click add to cart. But develop it, maybe get someone from Upwork yep. um, to develop this the way that you could integrate your Instagram yep. into your website, and then you could shop the products such that you have control, full control uh, yep. over it. This is another great reason to leverage influencers they can use, you can use their shots as your lifestyle photos because obviously the influencers are always taking pictures with the product in some kind of actionable shot. So that's what we do for Sugar and Kush. We, we leverage our influencer um, photos and whatever media they provide us and we use that on our main account or our advertising or not. Do you also use the lifestyle shots on the product page itself? Let's say if they want. Absolutely. Really? Because yeah, because it's a scroll. We show the product itself, but then we show other other items of See, that. That's and though it, we also reviews. Now you'll see this when you use uh, like use um, Wayfair. I'm shopping for furniture right now. Wayfair or Overstock. What they do now is if you go down to the review section, they allow you to post pictures of the actual item that you got. Which for me is those are the pictures I want to see because that's actually something done by the consumer. That's exactly how it's going to look in your family room. Or yep, your, I actually so, do this too for reborn. I mean? yep. So that's it. It, it no, the proof. And the most important thing is trust and authenticity, which you can get straight from your consumer. So love that idea. Awesome. Number three, leveraging non-traditional uh, funding platforms. And what MVMT did, great story. They never took a dime or gave up equity. They own 100% of their company. And how did they do this? They used a crowdfunding platform called Indiegogo, where they did two separate uh, crowdfunding campaigns. One, I think they made 220,000 and another one where they made 71,000. So a total of 290K that they raised. And basically what it is, is very simply, they offer their watch either at cost or maybe at a, at a, a little bit of a markup and people prepay for those watches. So I think, uh, they had about five different options on Indiegogo and they then, uh, raised 
$290,000. And why and, they and set how a goal, did this work? Yeah, they set a goal, I believe, at about $15,000. $15,000. A realistic so goal. A little, if you were to do a crowdfunding, I think me and Sean were talking about how to do this for possible reborn, but a couple key things. Set a minimum that is realistic and that you can re reach quickly. And what that does is when people see that, wow, they already reached their minimum, like there's something here, like this must be popular. That draws people, gives you the fireworks effects, the ooh, the ah, like, oh, this is something special. I need to join the crowd mentality. So put a minimum that's low and that you can reach quickly. And second of all, you need to have a strong start in your crowdfunding. So when you have a strong start, people see that and they think, wow, this is, this is it. This, like, this is a great opportunity that I want to be a part of. So those are very two uh, two big key components of a successful crowdfunding thing. So how did they do that though? How do you create a strong start? And this is what I was talking with Sean. They went out at Movement and they told everyone they knew, uh, if you guys could support us, join our crowdfunding when we launch. And they're giving something back. You're not giving up equity, yep. which is a beauty, right? You're so you're not gonna get, this giving is away giving the, the watches at the retail price. And people want to feel like they're part of something. They supported something, especially with your friends. If you have, you have a strong network, um, you know that they're going to support you and so forth. But they're also getting something out of it. They're yep. getting an awesome watch. Um, they had a strong video campaign to support it. Um, they they highlighted some key points yep. of what they're using the money for and so forth. So, so um, yep. if you're looking to do a crowdfunding and you're looking for different options, definitely research Indiegogo. We're not sponsored by them at all. And look what NVMT did on that. And that might give you an option, something you could leverage for your business if you need to raise money. So definitely a great, um, a great uh, little roadmap if you're looking to go that route. Especially to scale. Especially to scale. Correct. Yeah, because we talk about bootstrapping all the time. That, bootstrapping is very important in the beginning. Yeah. It's very important in the beginning. I believe they did that. They, no, um, they did bootstrap. We talked about they worked for their apartment for two years. They didn't want to take VC money, which came later in the game. But that, this is another way of kind of bootstrapping. It definitely is. You think so? I think so. Okay. I mean, it's All raising right. anyway, money, but differently. Great way to scale your business. We're going to move on to number four is building a strong community. Build that tribe. Um, again, how they did it, movement, is they found, well, they, first of all, they have a great slogan. This is a movement. Um, and they align themselves. There's a variety of ways of doing this, but they align themselves with specific type of influencers, travel and lifestyle influencers, to highlight their brand. And it helped them build a community. I also want to highlight actually a book that I'm currently reading. It's uh, Tools of Titans. Uh, it's with Tim Ferriss. But he highlights an article that was read, uh, written by Kevin. I, believe, I forgot his last name. It's called 1,000 True Fans. Now, to be successful, you only need a really a true fan. Like, and 1,000 is a very realistic number for people, yeah. right? You could just you could create value. You could build a community like that through engagement, through building, giving some sort of value to your community. You build up to that number so that a true fan will actually buy a product whenever you have to offer it, or they keep buying a product whenever you're launching a new product and so forth that aligns with them because they want to support you. You brought you brought them that so much value. Gary Vaynerchuk is really good at this. He puts so much value in his yeah. content. He's giving out everything for free. free. So whenever it's time to sell his sneaker or when he launched Empathy Wines, I was actually a consumer of Empathy Wines uh, myself because I just wanted to, I love wine. Why not just support him, yeah. buy the product, bought the subscription and so forth. So focus on building a strong community, especially in the beginning, yes. such that when you're launching new products, people will support you. Um, and we talked about this last episode, a key point here, guys, the product comes after the value was provided. 
and we talked about this when you're launching a business, provide yes. the content first. You don't sell the product and then try to build like your base or the content. Build your content before you Yeah, we, we you highlighted it in it, Fat Fit Fun. And Fat Fit Fun. Just to give you a synopsis on that, it was uh, Fat Fit Fun started as an online media company, in case you didn't watch the last episode, which you guys should, yep. well, I think it was episode nine, um, where Fat Fit Fun was an online media company for the yep. first three years. They built that audience, and then they came out with a subscription box, and exactly. they sold right away through it. But they had like a thousand customers right it. off the bat. So that's a big thing. E-commerce, if we can talk about anything, build content, build value, value for your customer base before you try to sell them a product, because if not, they'll see right through you. Yep. So number five, uh, number five right? Showcase your best sellers upfront and right away on your website or your IG account. And I'll talk a little bit more about the website, but what that means is when that person gets to your website, there's multitudes of ways you can do this. You can either have a tab where you can get to your best sellers if you have so a So basically couple. create a best seller website because at the end of the day, everybody, majority of people but, are always looking at bestseller section. But what is a best seller, best seller website? That's that's kind of what we, we need to page. explain to them because I didn't know what it was. A page is either a easily, well, you know um, what a bestseller page is. Yeah, but what is it? Like, I, okay, that's great, but what is it? Like, it's either a tab that you can click on that says best selling products, or what we do for Sugar and Kush and what you do at maybe other restaurants is on Sugar and Kush, you have that banner that's at the front of the page that maybe flows every five seconds with your three that, top That's things. your layout. Yep, yeah, your layout. Yeah. Showcase your best selling product or two products in that, in that page. So when they get to your website, they're like, wow, that this is cool, let me see what this is. So you don't want people having to struggle and go through your site to try to find what the best selling product is. And that's, I think that's very key. So that's something very important is make sure that your best selling things, which you know what your best selling items are, are easily accessible and are upfront and showcased on your website. I like that. Also, if you're starting out when you don't have a lot of um, uh, people purchasing, just use your judgment on determining what your best products are and yep. list that in your bestseller page. Again, I look at a lot of these e-commerce websites, a lot of their traffic goes into their bestseller page. That's where people are, are spending a lot of time on. You really want to focus that on that. Also, you want to make sure um, some Shopify accounts, I believe Shopify Plus does this automatically. Um, don't take my word for it. Um, however, like from Reborn, especially my, my art e-commerce brand, is I have to actually manually uh, update it with the the products that are now best selling, yeah. um, so forth. So when people are, especially when existing customers, when they go back to your page, they want to see it. They want to see a refresh of new products. Like yeah. what's the new thing? What's the hottest thing? Yep. So um, Shopify keep that in mind. does do that. And Shopify Plus, if you go into the left side, the analytics area or the dashboard, it's going to show you your trending products, and you can select the range for that, and then it can show you actually the products that you need to do work on as well. So Shopify Plus, we're big fans of it. it shows you a lot of great data that you can use to uh, make your e-commerce business. Number six is go above and beyond the pay-to-play with influencers. Now, what do I mean by that? So a lot of people do, and I, I'm guilty of this as well. Um, is you look for influencers that align with your brand, you send them a product, they showcase your, their product on their feed, either on Instagram or however you organize it on YouTube and so forth, right? And that's it, right? What Movement did, which I really do love, and I've, I've been actually putting this strategy in play, but not with influencers, actually with, with our friends, with our network, yep. is get them involved with building some of your products, maybe just one product that they're proud of. So they um, partnered up with, I believe, an influencer called Sam Calder. He's a... Uh, he has about 1 million YouTube subscribers, at least right now he does. I don't know when he did at that point. 
And what he he was involved in the product name, the product design, the the band itself, the colors, and so forth. Such such that when the product was designed, he had a way to tell his story. He also um, the whole watch aligned with his personality. Yeah. His his I think his his quote was time is your greatest asset. It's not his quote, but it's just like, his, yeah. that's what he believes in is obviously very true, right? And that's what movement believes in as well. They're gonna promote the shit out of it because not only is it playing to the ego, wow, like I have my own watch, like let's, this is gonna do well, this is who I am. Like, But guys, yeah, so now he's proud I mean? of it. Now he could say, look, he's this is yep. gonna tell his audience, this is the watch I made. He doesn't have the manufacturer of doing so. Yeah. He's now part of that collab. You're getting him involved with something he's proud of. So he's gonna showcase, he's gonna wear it, he's gonna tell his audience about it. Yeah, I believe when they that watch, um, launched, they sold, they just sold out right away. Right, right. Um, so that's huge, huge, huge. I also want to go to a number seven. Okay. Um, I think it's going to bring a lot wow. of value to you bonus. guys. He's bringing a yeah. bonus today. Have a strong bounce back email marketing strategy. Now this goes back into, so movement does this really well with their email marketing flow. And what yeah. I mean by that What's is a bounce back yep. strategy. Yeah. So, and during these times, as cost per acquisition increases, when you're spending money on Facebook ads and so forth, having one-time customers can actually really hurt your business because you're not becoming profitable. Best route is now taking those one-time customers and making them returning customers if you have a strategy in play, and then that's when you're starting, starting or creating strong email marketing flows. Like, for instance, maybe in a month later, it's like, hey, uh, we haven't heard from you in a while, take $50 off our newest arrivals. Yeah. You're giving them that, that incentive, that coupon, that exclusivity, so you get them back. They're already familiar with your uh, yeah. with your product and your service. They're probably happy, hopefully, if your product or service is great and awesome, um, such that they're gonna come back and probably purchase more. So that's another way of upselling. You could also do this after a customer actually makes a purchase. You could offer them other products that they would like, take uh, X amount dollars off. Yep. Um, I believe, actually, I've seen Sugar and Kush does this really well. After you're actually making a purchase, they're saying, hey, look, for a limited time, you yep. could get, uh, get, these, get certain the, the items. Get gummies for twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, much cheaper than price. what you would you saw originally yep. when you actually land on the page. And why do we do that? Just let's break it down a little bit real quick. Why do we do that? Because we know that they're purchasing other things, right? So now we already know that the shipping cost is going to be taken care of in the original shipment. So we we don't even have to worry about that cost anymore because it's going in the same box. So now we can offer it at a at a more reasonable not reasonable at a lower price because. It's an add-on, and we, we are very big on add-ons, me and Sean. Like, that's a great way. If you do not have an add-on function on your e-commerce site, you need, to, you need to do it yesterday. Back in the day, this is what they were doing for like a, like a retail store. After you make a purchase, they'll give you like a coupon. Like, yeah. next time you come in, get $20, $20 off. Off. That's, that's just another concept. way of pulling yeah. you back in. So it's a great strategy. It always existed. Implemented in your e-commerce strategy. It actually reminded myself to um, really make it even uh, stronger based on um, some of the research we've been doing guys, movement. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm going to get my butt on it. These so. strategies work. Like, just trust us. You see the biggest e-commerce brands doing it. They don't do it because just we say it every games. week. It's like it's very similar. A lot of these companies that we yeah. keep talking about, very similar strategies. It's going to sound repetitive. This is why we like to maybe um, really dive into some of these things, yep. especially the ones that we've implemented as well or that we are going exactly. to implement. So anyway. Hope you liked the episode. I think we're done. Yeah, let's well, all set, guys. That was guys. MVMT Watch Movement. Yes. So if you have any questions, if you liked the episode, give us, uh, especially on the podcast, give us a five star rating. I mean, if it's if you didn't like it, I mean, just I mean, don't put a bad rating. But anyway, Keep actually, you know what? Yourself. That's yeah, what it no, no, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe, um, hit the thumbs up button, um, and also maybe if you have any questions, put it in the comments below, or perhaps you could actually tweet us uh, at mscopac yep. uh, at 
Sean underscore Azari. We can also find us on Instagram as well at Matthew. Matthew underscore Alexander with two X's. Yeah, you gotta change that, man. Bro, it was taken. What do you want me to do? Let me call out. Instagram. Buy that oh. out. All right, I'm going after the real. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.